Welcome to the Boost Podcast with Kelly Leonard. The podcast providing you with immediate access to tools, tips, and tactics to boost your business and career success. Build your brand, optimize relationships, obtain more leads, secure thought leadership space, and tap into new markets. It's the Boost Podcast. And now, here's Kelly Leonard. Hello and welcome back to the Boost Podcast. I'm your host, Kelly Leonard. Lenita Mitchell-Blackwell is the intuitive business coach who leads her clients to live life on fire, experiencing peace, joy, and fulfillment. Lenita has built an award-winning law firm and publishing house, is a number one best-selling author, a CPA, an ordained New Thought minister, and community leader. Based on her latest book, Lenita loves sharing the formula to the ultimate successful life with peace, joy, and fulfillment. In our conversation, we touch on building your brand, optimizing relationships, and securing thought leadership space. Here's Lenita. Hey there, Lenita. Welcome to the Boost Podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate you. And so for folks who are hearing your name for the first time, tell us a little bit more about yourself. Absolutely. So I am Lenita Mitchell-Blackwell, the intuitive business coach, and I help people live a life full of peace, joy, and fulfillment. Now, many people who hear that think, oh, that's so woo-woo, and she wants me to be broke. I promise you that neither of those things is true. (laughs) I am an attorney, a CPA, and I actually practice. And I like nice things. I like having my lights on, and I like having a roof over my head. (laughs) All I am saying is that Instead of us following the same checklist that we were all given, if you work hard, you make money, you'll be successful and live happily ever after. We find out it's not true and yet we continue to do the same thing over and over again. I'm saying shift the definition of success to be focused not on things, but on the feeling of gratitude and thanksgiving that then leads to a joyful life. Mm. So that's what I do. I love that. I love that. It just makes me feel so like warm and supported and, and, and yeah, so I love what you do. Um, And so I know you have a book, Live Life on Fire, The Ultimate Guide to Living a Successful Life, uh, full of peace, joy, and fulfillment. Can you tell us a little bit more about the book? Absolutely. So the book is a cheat sheet on how to answer the question, what am I living for? Because we get to a place in our lives where we all know how to accomplish what we set out to do, right? Um, we were given a really good roadmap by the people who care a lot about us. And at this point in life, we are doing probably what we always wanted to do. But the problem is that it is not generating the feelings of satisfaction and long-term happiness that we all seek. Because if it were, we wouldn't be out doing a whole lot of the crazy things that we do, um, ever more seeking this idea of if I have more, then I will be more. And so I um, wrote a, a book that laid out the blueprint of how you can answer that question, what I'm living for, and have a life of peace, joy, and fulfillment. And 
So we start with meditation and then we have silence, breathing and being, living in flow, which leads to us living a life full of awe. Now, so that a person who is reading the book understands that this can be applied to any area of life. I've used examples from business as well as personal, um, romantic and professional relationships because we like to believe that we're one person when we go to one place and another person when we go to another. But I promise the real you is seeping through your pores. And if you, <laughs> like me, get tired of having this mask on all the time and trying to remember who you are wherever you show up because it's different, right? This book is for you. You will feel comfortable taking off the mask, not having to suit up, not having to show up as a different person everywhere you go and feeling good and confident about yourself and, and shining your light so brightly that when people see you, they want to be around you and you will get more clients. You will have loving relationships People and things that are inconsistent with your vibration will fall away and your life will improve. Wow. And so meditation, silence, breathing and being, living mm -hmm. flow, and then a life of awe. Yeah. And so, and I'm assuming in that order. That's right. In that order. Um, what I learned as I was going through all this, because I actually was my own test subject, right, is that before you go out into the world and you interact with other people, you have to first deal with mm -hmm. and you deal with self by being quiet and praying, mm -hmm. but also meditating. And the difference between the two um I felt His Holiness Sri Sri Ravi Shankar, the founder of the Art of Living, said it perfectly. He said that praying is talking to God and meditation is listening to God. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if, if God is not your flow uh, to spirit, to universe, to good vibrations. Mm -hmm. But the bottom line is you have to get to a place where you are comfortable being in your own skin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And so for that person who hears this list and they hear meditation and they're like, ah, Lanita, I can't meditate. I like how much time when you, when you talk, and is this a daily practice? So it's all of these things in daily practice, correct? And so how much meditation? So when I wake up in the morning, um, I have a routine and um, the first thing that I do is I light my candle and I start my prayers and they are always full of gratitude. I'm, I'm thankful for being awake, thankful for my body, thankful for my home, for my family. Right. And that sets up a, a, a feeling of gratitude that leads us then into stretching and preparing the body for the day. And then I sit down to do my breathing and then meditation. And so that practice takes about an hour. And if I'm really into what is being downloaded into my heart and I'm journaling, it can stretch to an hour and a half. And I know that as working folks, there are people going, oh my God, 
Are you kidding me? I got to get up an hour earlier than what I already do. Um, I'm going to tell you what happened with me. I never set my alarm. Your body and your mind will crave this time of solitude and you will automatically wake up. Mm. I do not set an alarm. I love my bed. I have a sleep number bed. <laughs> this is a good bed, I'm telling you. And I love my pillow too. And yet I wake up about the same time every morning to ensure my, my body needs that. Mm-hmm. My heart needs it. My mind needs it. And so we get up when we need to get up. Now, oftentimes we hear folks use the words happiness and joy interchangeably. From your perspective, like what is there a difference between the two? And if so, what's the difference? Uh, I have also heard people use them interchangeably. And when I've talked to people and tried to explain that they are not, they push Mm -hmm. because they're not the same. Mm -hmm. So happiness is externally defined. You are happy if the sun comes out. You're sad if it's raining. That means that you are always being emotionally hijacked because something or someone has control over what you're feeling. For most of us, I will say, at least for me, I don't like the idea of someone having control over how I'm feeling every day. So we switch over to joy. Joy is an inside job. Joy is a feeling that transcends happiness, transcends sadness, because you can be joyful even when you're sad. And I know that sounds weird, so just hang on. Joy is a feeling of gratitude and thanksgiving for even having a day to enjoy the rain, to enjoy the sun. That is a renewable well that is in you that you can tap into no matter what is going on. I take exception to people, I shouldn't say people, to these ad agencies trying to make those two words, joy and happiness, synonymous, because what they have done is made people believe that they can pay for experiences Mm. that will make them happy. But what it is, is an adrenaline push, and it keeps people going until they can purchase the next adventure. A statistic that I thought was really interesting, um, and this is before the pandemic, 66%. So that means if there are three of y'all in a room, two of you are unhappy and disengaged with life. 45% of people do not even remember what it is to be happy, not Mm -hmm. joyful, but happy. And Mm -hmm. this was before the pandemic. Mm -hmm. That number skyrocketed to 60 after and now, currently, 78% of people are willing to pay for experiences to make them happy. Mm. So when I am saying we're not seeking a happy kind of state, we are seeking a joyful one. This is something that no matter what your economic status, you can attain mm. because there is always something to be thankful for. Yeah, Absolutely. So then how do we maintain um, that place, that position of joyfulness amid so many things going on around us? What are some strategies or, or, or things that we should be doing in order to maintain the joyfulness in our lives? So the first thing is we have to carve out time in our day throughout the day for ourselves. And I know that is hard, particularly if you are a parent, if you are a business owner, if you have major responsibilities where your schedule is dynamic, right? But 
you will be so much more to the people who are counting on you and who you care about if you take just two minutes every couple of hours and just breathe. I didn't even say you had to meditate, but just breathe and give thanks. Give thanks for your lungs. Give thanks for the nostrils. Give thanks for the air that you have that's flowing through you. Give thanks for the chair you're sitting in. Give thanks and deep and abundant gratitude for yourself, for your soul, right? What happens is the body has a chance to rest. Your mind has a chance to be fully present. And you are giving yourself the opportunity to re-engage with life. And then you are energized and ready to go off again. So that's the first thing, giving time to yourself. The second thing is we need to build in a true vacation schedule. Uh, I read a book years ago called Management Mantras, and I always kept in the back of my mind. And I don't always stick to it as I should, but when I do, I function well. And it said that every month you should take a three-day weekend. Every 90 days, you should take a week. And every six months, you should take two. Now, most folks at this point, you have PTO. And so you can drop in the time as you need. And you might not have enough for all of those big breaks, but you do have enough for the smaller ones. So Mm -hmm. instead of saving it all for Christmas, I know. (laughs) Remember, there is a whole year that we have to live. And if we break that up so that we can break up the stress, we can break up the anxieties, right? Then we have the opportunity to extend our lives so there'll be more Christmases to enjoy. (laughs) So make time for self, give thanks, build a vacation schedule. Any other uh, things, strategies that we can do to maintain our joyfulness? Absolutely. The biggest thing, and I leave this for last because most people freak, is every 90 days, I encourage people, and I do do this myself, Mm -hmm. to look at everything that they're involved in and something has to go. Mm. Now, the reason people freak is because most adults know things that need to come off their plate and they make the determination based on whether the thing brings them happiness or brings them down. It bums them out, right? It annoys them. It costs too much money, whatever you want to call it. The problem, though, is at this point in our careers, we're good at eliminating the things that bum us out. And so the things that are left are things that we enjoy, Mm -hmm. the things that we love. But they are not all consistent with our mission and our purpose right now. And so those things are not, they have to go because they are taking up space and resources that are needed for the next thing in our lives. And next sometimes is us to rest. Mm. And that is, that feels weird to overachieving people because you're like, wait a minute, I have to build in time to just chill on the couch. You do. I, I have to build in time to just sit. And talk to my kid. Like, we're not doing anything. There's no activity. Nope. Y'all just chilling. Yeah. You mean I have to build in time to watch, like, programs on Netflix? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, you do. And I know you're laughing, but that's where people get freaky because they're just like, I can't sit that long. 
Uh-huh. You've told me I gotta meditate and now I gotta sit and relax. What? <laughs> yeah. But, but but let me tell you how it impacts your money. So that maybe that'll, you know, impact <laughs> right. So you are this this dynamo and you're always go, go, go. And you're always go, go, go. So you're not always fully present. You're not always listening. And so you're dropping balls. You're missing things. You are thinking about the next response instead of fully allowing a person to complete their thought. Mm-hmm. People will see that. They're responding to that energy. Mm-hmm. You think that is awesome. Other people are, are freaking out and weirded out by that. It is stressful for other folks to feel that on you. Now, you've built in time to relax, to enjoy your kids to have meaningful conversations with the people that you care about, to to watch something goofy and funny. And now you're talking to a potential client and you have this air about you of peace and tranquility. And they take it off topic from the business part and start engaging with you, the person. And people do business with people that they like. Mm-hmm. They already know you're qualified because they wouldn't have wasted their time booking the meeting. They want to know, can we be friends? Mm-hmm. And once they figure that out, because they like this person, this person that feels good, they're sending off these, these good vibrations, right? Like the song. <laughs> um, now you've won a client and you weren't even trying. Yeah. You've gotten a promotion. You weren't even trying. Mm-hmm. Because you just feel good to other people. You feel good to you because you're doing this for you. But now you feel good to other people as well. Yeah. Well, and it's interesting because I think so many um, people, it's almost like this badge of honor to declare, I'm busy. You know, my plate is full. And and so it's like, "Mm, okay. And in that busyness, what are you, to your point, you know, what are you dropping and or what, you know, how are people then feeling around you? Like, are they feeling like they're burdensome to you? Because in your busyness, it's like, I can sense that you don't have space for me right now. You seem distracted. And so because of that, I'm not even going to potentially overburden you. Um, whether it's good or bad news. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, so yeah, so I can definitely, I see what you're saying. So as we are winding down our time together, are there, is there any one nugget or key takeaway that you would like to share with our listening community? Yes. I would encourage you to shift your mind from living a perfect life to living an excellent one. And the difference is a perfect life, by definition, is meeting or exceeding standards. And I got to ask you, whose standards are these? Because, Mm. you know, when it was when I had to answer that question, they were not mine. I was literally living according to someone else's checklist. And I didn't want to do that anymore. And so I switched over to an excellent life, one that had grace built into it so that on any given day, I understood I was doing the best I could with what I had and what was in me. And that my great looks good today, and it, but it's going to look different tomorrow. And so I would ask you to give yourself the grace of living an excellent life. Mm, that's beautiful. Thank you for that. 
And if um, folks are tuning in and they want to perhaps stay in touch with you, what's the best way for them to do that? My website, LanitaMitchellBlackwell.com, spell L-Y-N-I-T-A. And you can join my email list. We can follow each other on social media. You can read some of my blog posts and we can connect. Awesome. And we will have all of Lenita's contact information in the show notes because she is everywhere, y'all. Website, Instagram, LinkedIn, TikTok. I was like, what? Go on TikTok. Lanita, thank you so much for sharing a part of you today. And thank you for the passion that you have for helping people to live an excellent life full of joy, peace, and love. I appreciate you. Thank you so much for having me. Well, that concludes this episode of The Boost Podcast. Thank you again for listening in. If you don't mind, if you could like, subscribe, or share the podcast with a friend, I would greatly appreciate it. For more information on anything Boost-related, you can visit our website at www.kellytleonard.com. Boost.